a random encounter at a broadcasting facility, a shared interest and love of all things Marvel, Excelsior, a misinterpreted program title, and behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick, podcaster and comic book enthusiast, and Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string, we are joined with the man behind the pretty damn good Instagram page, Toy Shiz. The, as it says on the tin, Toy Shiz. Good evening. How are you? Thank you for having me. This is, uh, I've been looking forward to this as we, uh, as we try to set this up, and it's always nice to talk with you guys. New for twenty-two, very good. I also got to re- I realize I I kind of botched that opening. Just one little thing. I said on the tin. No, on the packaging. There you go. What's yeah. the packaging composed of? People will not know what tin tin. Uh, no, I was kidding. How many how many points of articulation you got? <laughs> oh, these days, I mean, I'm lucky to get out of bed, right? <laughs> Do you have the kung fu grip? <laughs> always. That never ends. So originally we were going to be doing an episode sometime around Toy Fair, but I don't know if you guys know this, but there's this thing called a pandemic going on. Still going on two years later. Still crazy after I, all these years. I don't see how that's possible. I was told it was supposed to go away. Uh, guys are supposed to open up. It's, just all, it's supposed to be all sunny. I well, don't know what happened. Well, it is always <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. Why didn't, they bring it to toy, why didn't they bring Toy Fair over to Philadelphia? Different location. <laughs> True. But... Yeah, Toy Fair was supposed to happen. Obviously, it's not going to be happening this year, but I thought, why don't we bring Toy Fair to all of you? So what we're going to be doing is giving you all toys. Now, line up everybody one by one. Santa? Exactly. But anyway, so... No cutting. No cutting in that line, by the way. We have all sorts of action figures for you, ladies and gentlemen. We've got all of the hot toys all the kids want. We've got Spy Master. We've got Rock Panther, whatever his name is, or Python. We got uh, any retro rock'em sock'em robots. We got for the newest video game, Lee Carvello's uh, golf. Enjoy. There you go. <laughs> so shoes putter with an <laughs> iron with uh, Marvel Legends right now. Marvel Legends obviously are going to be the continual hot toy in the realm of Marvel comics, and the last year has been insane seeing the output of what Marvel has been putting out with Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for yourself, what were some of the ones that, you know, you saw in 2020 that caught your eye? The best the, the best ones that, you know, over and over, it, it's, it's been a long time coming. They kind of disappeared from Marvel Legends for a little bit. But anytime they get into the X-Men, I've uh, been really enjoying those, along with more so the animated stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of the 90s properties are coming back because of uh, anniversaries. It makes you know how old you are at this point when it hits like the 30-year mark, 25-year mark, whichever it is. Ladies and, and gentlemen, uh, 1990 was only 10 years ago. Yes, only 10 years ago. And 10. And 10. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. That's, yeah, exactly right. That's what, we just lie to ourselves now at this point. Like, no, that was just a couple years ago, right? Come on. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the animated stuff. I kind of fell out on the MCU mainly because the movies last year, they weren't really doing it for me, except for the Eternals. I mean, 
Oscar nominated. Oh, <laughs> man. You know, the funniest thing about Eternals for me was that was the MCU's Oscar bait movie. Like, they literally would, like, every single time there was a uh, change in the slate, they wanted to keep it during that time because that's, you know, the Oscar bait movie season. Like, we got Licorice Pizza still showing in theaters, and they're probably going to be pumping up the uh, showings of that one because that's an Oscar bait kind of movie. Yeah. And with Eternals, they were really hedging their bets on that. And it's hilarious because now the For Your Consideration Marvel movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. And, you know, I've been seeing ads on Facebook. I've been seeing ads on all sorts of social media platforms. And a lot of For Your Consideration, Spider-Man, No Way Home. And I'm like, that's the movie you guys didn't really have faith in that much. Yeah, right. But now it's like, well, uh, Sassafras, we, we, we always were for this. The sheer buffoonery of Marvel at that moment. Well, you know, real quick, if anybody knows these numbers, please pass them on to me. But do we know what Eternals cost to make and how much it grossed about tree fitty tree what tree fitty that's a that's a thing that grows outside what are you talking about <laughs> i'm not entirely sure how much it made it i know it did decent where it was still playing in theaters in i think january okay so you know it's i don't yeah it, it's a little up in the air i think it's uh, it's found a little bit of a home better on uh disney plus much ha- like encanto if you haven't seen that disney movie that's a that's a great great disney movie didn't even know it was out I've heard excellent things. Yeah, I've heard excellent things about Encanto, and I've wanted to watch that. But when it came to Eternals coming to the award-winning Disney Plus, what got me was the fact that so many people now I know are saying, "Finally watched Eternals. Finally watched Eternals," and the critics are average, raving in terms of just mehness of it all. Like a lot of people I've seen, like I watched it. Yeah, that, I mean that's really that's really what it is at this point. It it has it has cool like anytime you want to do cosmic stuff with Marvel, I'm totally in. Uh, that's why I really like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I really like Thor Ragnarok because of how comic booky it got. In many ways, uh, Eternals went bat poop crazy, you know, with uh, space and you had all the um, the uh, Arsham. What is it called? The Celestials and I dig that. That's really cool. But then when you'd have those wide open sweeping shots, like they were trying to recreate the Revenant, like you said, like like Oscar bait, and then you have uh, Icarus being attacked by the uh, the deviants and stuff like that, all of the bear from like the Revenant, DiCaprio movie. It, it just kind of lost. It lost me. You could kind of fast forward through all of that and just be like, here's okay. the th- well, here's the thing with the deviants for myself. They're so unremarkable that I don't remember what they look like. I just remember they're on all fours. That's the only point I remember. They're very point D. I guess. I don't I genuinely do not remember what they look like. And the problem with Eternals, and I realize, you know, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on this, listen to our, you know, episode about the movie. But one thing, you know, these months later on, it bothers me that I don't remember how many of the characters' names there are. I know there was Icarus. I know there was and I wanna i I'm not sure if I'm correct on the name, but Kingu was his name? Uh Kingo. 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 There we go. I won't- I just rewatched it uh, like a day or two ago, so that's why I'm like fresh on the names. But when you see the the figures that are um, uh, eternally on the shelves at Target Oof. and Walmart right now, <laughs> um, I, I don't even know the names at the time. I'm like, well, as uh, that guy. Well, and, uh, besides, yes, we we uh, we all know whether we spoke before that we started recording that yes, it was a long movie and maybe didn't need to be in some respects. 
10 characters to be introduced to in one shot is a is a bit much. Yeah, it's it's a slog to be honest. And you know, we you know, Toysha, as you just mentioned in regards to how they're still on the shelves. It was funny before the movie came out, I remember someone grabbed a bunch of them and hid them in another aisle because like <laughs> Because they wanted to be able to get the figures like the day before the movie would come out. Because they they know they're going to be all gone. It's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was the movie. Those figures were on the shelves for months before the movie came out. And then once the movie came out, gone. My biggest regret, by the way, Guardians Volume 2, I'm still kicking myself for not getting Yondu. Because that was a peg warmer up until the movie came out. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, cool. I wonder how much he goes for. Oh, no. It's like uh, like Ghostbusters Afterlife too. Um, those, the, it's it's unfortunate because the figures they're fairly decent. I mean, I did like them. They're kind of like baby's first Ghostbusters, though. Yeah. Um, but you know, up until the movie came out, and then the movie was largely received pretty well. And then I remember going to the store the next day, two days after I, the movie kind of debuted. And that weekend, they were cleared out. And I was like, oh, there you go. That's nice to see. <laughs> well, that made me think, too, Toysha's, with respect to Afterlife, which unfortunately I did not get to see yet, but I did pick up a Hallmark ornament that came out this year of the two nice. little little mini Stay Pup. And it's for a friend who's a big Ghostbusters fan, pretty much. Oh, now, name his name. We He's been on the show. <laughs> Trey Stone. Okay. <laughs> so, shout out, you know, and he, he's got the, uh, you know, the accoutrement. He's got the costume. See, he's, he's a Ghostbuster. Does he have the Does he have the uh, t- name tag with his name on there? Yes, yes, he does. Okay, and in the same font. Yes, that's I love. Absolutely, my favorite thing about the Ghostbusters fandom is the the costumes and just how every it can be customizable for every single that's person. Exactly right. Yeah. I love. That. Yeah, proton yeah. pack. He's got the neutrino one, two neutrino ones, and at least one <laughs> trap, I believe. Well, well, the, what I'm getting at though is with respect to ornaments. Hallmark or other well, not necessarily otherwise, because I think the knockoff Hallmark line is pretty, eh, and that's in my uh, estimation. I want to know, like, Eddie, are you, like, a part of, like, an underground fandom of Hallmark ornaments? Mm. Like, where there's, like, you know, people <laughs> just randomly bitching at each other about, like, oh, these figures are warming, or these ornaments are warming the pegs. Somebody had a bad day painting these figures, these oh, faces. God. I... But what, no, I mean, as far as the value uh, you may have run into on some of these ornaments... Oh, uh, you know, it, it kind of varies. I, I I do follow like especially like you know holiday seasons stuff like that. I like some of the Nintendo ones that they do because they they go old school, and I have a few. But uh, it's it's really if I find them or it's like easy to come by. Because other than that, usually I see them go on clearance. I think. Well, you, you mentioned by the way with um with Ghostbusters Afterlife, I had seen the movie and I really loved the movie. Like, and then afterwards I'm like seeing you know different podcasts or different, you know, websites. They'll talk about the worst movies of last year and Ghostbusters after Afterlife or whatever shows up on there. I'm like, oh, I kind of like that movie. But again, to quote Eric Siska from We Hate Movies, it's okay to like a movie. Much like, yeah. hey, if you like Eternals, more power to you. I'm not going to judge you. You can like whatever you want to like. All right, so fine. Eternals, Inhumans, <laughs> and Thor the Dark World. Rank them. Well, Inhumans, first off, Eddie was not a TV show, or it was a movie, it was I'm a TV saying show. just a Marvel property. I've never watched it. I tried getting through the first 10 minutes. That thing stunk on ice. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> before, before, let me just say this. When you, know, you had mentioned about Ghostbusters and how the figures were selling off the shelves, I remember leaving the movie, and I'm thinking to myself, I kind of want to play the Ghostbusters game now for the Switch. Yeah, I have that. I'm going to track that, you know, find my copy and play that again. 
and yeah. I didn't. But you know, it was like it's one of those things where these movies come out and they make you want to you know enjoy the property a little bit more, like immerse yourself more in there. For myself, I'm going through a massive Spider-Man reread. As of right now, since I started reading these again, I want to say the week of or a couple days after I saw it, when No Way Home came out, I started rereading Spider-Man from the beginning, and I'm going the whole Magilla, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm throwing in Marvel Team-Up. I'm throwing in Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, Web of. I'm throwing in whatever I can throw in. Friendly Neighborhood? Yeah, when I get to that, yeah, I'll be throwing that in. Mm -hmm. But I'm throwing everything in. And as of this recording on... Uh, January 18th at 5.06 p.m. I'm currently up to number 15 or 16 on Marvel Team-Up and number 127 on Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man. I've read over oh. 100-something or almost 150 issues of Spider-Man in the course of a month. <laughs> That's, I feel like I'm going to become the Flaming Carrot any moment now. <laughs> but I haven't done them in one sitting. Give me time, though. But one of the things is, like, I like when a property will come out and they give you that content to enjoy afterwards. Like, immerse yourself a little bit more in there. And, mm -hmm. you know, with Ghostbusters, we had that. And then you look on the flip side, Eternals. Eternals is such a polarizing kind of thing, isn't it? Where it's like, I want to experience Eternals. You got the Jack Kirby run, which is great, but a acquired taste. You have the Neil Gaiman run, which is its own thing. You have the Kieran Gillen run, which, again... God damn, Kieran rules. Like, he manages to find a way to make these stories work so well. And then you have a character like Shang-Chi, where Shang-Chi really hasn't had that many great series. He has the original stuff, which has not aged very well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the important <laughs> thing about the character, for sure. But I like the fact that there are now, we're getting newer and newer stuff to enjoy, like the current run of Shang-Chi, really slaps like you got to check that out if you have the ability i think it's the first i think 10 issues or so are available on marvel unlimited check that out and it got me thinking as well i've been doing this for 10 years in terms of being a fan of this character but i have people talking to me now i want to get into this character give me some recommendations of a series my time to come has finally is, is finally shining ladies and gentlemen mm. i really botched <laughs> these words moon knight the trailer dropped, and I ha even have my mother saying to me, can you give me a Moon Knight book to read? Give me a recommendation. <laughs> I'm like, well, where do we start? <laughs> there you go. And gentlemen, I saw the trailer. You saw the trailer. We all saw the trailer. The whole damn world saw the trailer. What would you think? Worth looking at. Definitely, you know, they, the build up to this is uh, unlike uh, like Peter, Many others that I think um, maybe secretly or not so much have formed a, uh, a circle, a club, or, or something like that, that are going to be all over that when it happens on uh, March 30th. And, um, you know, you're looking at a personality disorder, perhaps, multiple personalities. I think we do hear the names, what, Stephen, and then on the phone that he finds, he utters the name Mark, because that's what he's being told, you know, oh, you're alive. So, who are you? What's going on here? And and when you, you do see, I, I don't know, it's just, it's um, you know, the, the, the computer tech or whatever it is, where I guess the costume envelops itself around him in a different kind of way that, you know, Venom would. But, but Eddie, did you like the trailer? Absolutely. That's what I asked. I'm getting into descriptive things <laughs> and the things that are happening about it. Tangents are us. Didn't you know that? That is fair. That is very fair. Jeez, you think you know a guy for, what is it, three and a half years we're doing it's, this? Well, I was going to say longer just knowing you. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> 
God, when, it's twenty almost ten years. Here we Holy go. Another, another ten year thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, ten years of Eddie Wilson. <laughs> That's I'm gonna make a T-shirt of that. It's a mini recap itself. It's gonna be a record. Do it in five minutes, so, probably. It's gonna be a forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Which do you want, forty-five or uh, eight track? Well, I wouldn't say seventy-eight now, would I? Seventy-eights uh. <laughs> are bigger than forty-five. It's heavier. Could do damage. Okay, so bludgeon a small child from a really high height. So your take? Oh, what do you think? <laughs> over, he's over the moon about it. Let's go so, that way. But, and I want to preface Eddie just uh, said it. We're going to be doing a uh, Moon Knight uh, recap show. And by the way, Toishas, you're more than welcome to come on board for one of those episodes. Sure. Yeah. And basically, yeah, the uh, show is going to be called Over the Moon, a Moon Knight podcast. And I'm really proud of that one. That was a one take wonder for that. I'm like, ooh, over because the what moon. you ran out of you ran out of uh, liking Looney for Mooney. I didn't want to use Looney for Mooney. I mean, the show, you know, we oh, can't really... Oh, come on. That was bad by itself. Looney for Mooney? That's... Come on. It was either going to be that or, you know, Dracula, you owe me my money, you big effing nerd. But, no, you know, no. that's way too many words. <laughs> no, no. Plus, that sounds that's like... not a real comic. No, I love that people think that's a real comic, though. Like, shout out to the boys from Moon Knight Chord that they made that, and it's still something that's, like, all these years later is still circulating on the internet. And just a little aside, uh, somebody at Marvel, like... Early in the days of when that came out, I had talked to somebody at the Marvel offices about that, and the look of disdain on their face for hearing about that <laughs> meme was one of the most priceless things. <clears throat> I think that Looney Famuni alludes or lends itself to another slogan that was a, uh, and this could be a breakfast cereal, or in this case, Looney Famuni could be a midnight snack. See what I did there? <sighs> oh, Eddie, 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 Peter says. Oh, Eddie, 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 Peter says. <laughs> Told you. I, I do think the idea, though, of what they're going with for the trailer, I've seen complaints about it already from a lot of fans on the Internet of, oh, this is going to be a series. And it's it's written by the guy who was the one responsible for the U.S. adaptation of Death Note and the Fantastic Four 2015 movie. Here's the thing about this. He's also the guy that did Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's, so... that's why I got faith in him. I, I love that show. And uh I'm I'm really curious to see what he does. Personally, Moon Knight. Personally, just on the topic of the uh, adaptation of the American version of Death Note, I always love when I hear Weeaboo's going on talking about the uh, American adaptations of their cartoons, and it really makes me laugh because like Cowboy Bebop or Burrito Bean Bowl or whatever it's called now. Um, my favorite thing about that is the the series was panned, and so many people went in with low expectations. But now a month later, the show gets canceled, and you hear people going on saying, "I want more Cowboy Bean Bowl." <laughs> and I yeah yeah that's the show that I was I was actually upset when they said we're canceling that because I you can't mess with the cartoon I know all those people get they get so upset oh they're ruining it like no 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 they're not ruining anything as long as they you have really the original put their homework in on that show that was a cool show I like that and here's so. the thing though their Titan comics are actually coming out with a Cowboy Bebop comic book based on that version and it's oh, okay yeah it's dr it's dropping uh, this Wednesday January nineteenth. We actually got a really copy and pretty good stuff. So, yeah. I, I don't mind, you know, it, like I said, you can always go back. You can't mess with the anime. The anime was perfect. It, it, I'm not an anime person, but that is what really got me into it. I remember watching it on uh, Adult Swim and staying up and putting pushing record so I can watch it. You know, I got home from school the next day because I wasn't going to stay up till 12, 1230. I but, did. Uh, <laughs> you did? <laughs> of course. I oh my god! I have so many memories of early Adult Swim. Brings back so many great memories. Yeah. You know, C Lab yeah, twenty. Yeah. You, when we realize it now, C Lab twenty twenty one is now in the past. 
30 years in the past, 35 years, 40th well, it, anniversary. It's, right? it's a year in the past now, C-Lab 2021. <laughs> but it, it's funny because, like, I have so many great memories, too, of that era of Adult Swim. All kids out of the pool. Bump, bump, right? bump, yeah, bump, they, bump. Remember they they bring the bumps back? Like, it was about five years later. Like, hey, remember our classic bumps? And they... Have with, all the old people swimming around. and uh, With cool. Tito Fuente playing in the background, that remix, which still haunts me to this day in the most beautiful ways. But <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, the fact that, going back over to Mooney, I love the fact that we're getting this character. And so many people, though, are complaining about, you know, oh, it's deviating from the source material. Here's the thing about that, ladies and gentlemen. When you have something so close to the source material where it's basically a note-for-note adaptation, it's kind of boring then because you know all of the beats that are coming. You don't want it to be like, hey, here's, oh, uh, yeah, that was going to happen. I kind of knew that. I haven't watched much of Invincible, but if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, T.S., is that the same thing as like a note-for-note of the comic? Um, As far as I'm aware, it's, I would kind of uh, put it up against what they kind of did with The Walking Dead, the very, you know, the live action original series, um, where it kind of started off following the comics and then it kind of went in its own direction. But the Invincible Season 1 is pretty much spot for spot. Yeah. It, it, there's I, a couple changes here and there, but it, I mean, it's largely the same. What for me as not really reading the comics until I saw the show. And then I went back and kind of read the comics a little bit. And that's how I know this. Uh, I enjoyed it yeah, uh, immensely. So, although I got to say reading early, early invincible is such a slog because it's, you got to read some of Kirkman's early dialogue, which feels so clunky. Yeah. My favorite part is the moment where he's uh, invincible is talking with his principal and the principal is just like, now I know you're a good kid. And it's just like, Oh my God. It, it's like, you <laughs> literally see the marionette strings as he's talking. <laughs> but um well hasn't it been that in other cases whether we have spoken about it or others that you can't take comic book source material and it's not going to translate well for whatever reason into another medium whether it's in character development or you only have so much time to get this moving along i kind of disagree with that though like it can translate, but it's just you don't want it to be a note-for-note carbon I agree. copy. You no, know? I agree, too. But, yeah. And I'm not talking about in terms of technology and stuff, but just in terms of maybe the storytelling, backstory and, and yeah. stuff. You want to just get it up to speed. I feel like going a little bit different helps, although there are moments when a source material will you know, match the film adaptation. Look at Zack Snyder's Watchmen. It's pretty much in note for note, right down to the storyboards to, you know, the comic panels of Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' seminal masterpiece. Yeah, which I didn't mind that. It worked. I liked it a lot. So, it, Sometimes, though, it can be a bummer, you know. Friend of the show, Josh Rosengrant, the legendary Josh Rosengrant, he was reading Dark Knight Returns and watching the movie, but he, was, he openly remarked, I was too lazy to read the book, so I had the book out while I was watching the movie. And I'm just like, oh, God, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and I no, I I think that you know with Moon Knight, uh, I can't say that I'm I'm more of the the, the Marvel fan of Moon Knight in uh, knowing very little about enough to get me like if somebody was asked like hey who's Moon Knight, uh, but from what I saw in the in the trailer, um, I'm hyped for it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say that with how I kind of feel towards. Disney Plus shows for Marvel lately, I usually, with the exception of What If, I did like What If, 
although it's kind of like completely different to me. It was a cartoon, whereas the live action stuff kind of goes either way. But um, it starts off good, and then they always kind of fizzle out towards the end. So I'm kind of hoping for a complete package here with uh, Moon Knight. So I did love Hawkeye, though. Hawkeye and WandaVision are like the two where, for myself, it was all hits. Although there are people out there that will say, you know, for example, WandaVision didn't, you know, hit the landing. And I get that, but... Uh. Yeah, I, I would. I will agree with that. I actually really liked the beginning of WandaVision, the first two episodes where you're like, I have no idea what's going on, but it was like different and weird uh but then it, yeah it kind of fizzled that for me you know at the end wandavision uh, though with the opening it was you mentioned the whole thing of how weird and different it was that is the perfect description of getting new media yeah you know to consume after the whole you know freeze of 2020 mm-hmm. like that is the perfect description and it's like it's funny you will always remember where you were when you know the pandemic started officially yeah. And it's like, you'll also... We were in New York, remember? I guess I, yeah. that's where I met you. It was a McFarland booth. That was literally, <laughs> literally, I think, two or three weeks before. Yeah. And then yeah. just boom. But, you uh, know... I just think with, with Moon Knight, and like you alluded to, T.S., that somebody who might not know much about the, and just hear, oh, who, what's, who's Moon Knight, whatever, and the fact that that person finds out, oh, it's a Marvel character now that's coming out of the comics onto... A different medium. Oh, hey, I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, yeah, th- the name precedes it, and then you'll at the very least learn a little something about this character that may not be following am to I, the T the comics. Am I the only one who finds it funny here that the character who's been lovingly called by so many detractors as Marvel's Batman is coming out the same month as DC's Batman of <laughs> the Batman? Which which <sighs> one, the Batman or or, or a Batman? No, <laughs> some Batman. Oh, oh boy. Although, I you know you've been posting the uh, photos of the uh, McFarland uh, DC multiverse figures as they're coming out, and yeah, man, I did not think we would be getting a bonded Riddler. I really did not think that would be a thing <laughs> happening. But when I see that, I'm just like, it's so unnerving, and I'm I'm tired of Batman. I'm really tired of Batman from the distinguished competition. But mm-hmm. when I see that, I'm just like. Ah, oh, you got me again, damn it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, before, I really want to talk about Batman. Before we get off of Moon Knight real fast, I want to say that this is like one of the few exceptions when I see the costume on the live screen, you know, adaptation, and I go like, I actually really like that better than the artwork of the old Moon Knight. Of the, it looks you know, ominous. It, it, I'm sorry, what? It looks ominous or creepy. Yeah, what? yeah. I thought it, I mean... It's different, and I actually like the wrappings. Like, they're going, like, the whole Egypt mummy type thing where instead of a superhero-type suit. That I know makes, and, uh, no, I was going to oh. say that makes sense. Was yeah. Hoping, to have that be, wow, you were talking about a comic, a costume that I, I wore once? I know. I was thinking you were going to go with the living mummy. The living mummy supernatural yeah. thrillers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that he includes the subtitle, ladies and gentlemen. Also, that was the title, supernatural <laughs> yeah, thrillers. I love that. <laughs> Headless Horseman. Oh, I think there's Here a we scarecrow go. in there. <laughs> I got him on spooky stuff now. It doesn't take much. I can do that no. myself. How many days till Halloween as of this recording, well, this Eddie? Did, oh, wait. January 18th. Oh, we've got only uh, nine months and about uh, 20, uh, 18 to, to, to 13 days. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Eddie Wilson. But <laughs> this is uh, uh, <laughs> a character whose costume will not stay. I guess it's a very light, clean. light gray. Clean, exactly, because far as the part of the trailer with that series of punches going on there that you saw from a distance, yeah. From I a think distance. Gonna, thanks, Bet. This I is going to go. Murray. 
No. Bet the Midler. Pride of Canada Bet and and Murray. Fine. If you like. <clears throat> but the, yeah, this is going to be a, a a bloody character, I think to some degree. Wow, Eddie became British for a second. I hope. Actually, I really wish they would have put this on Hulu uh to go a little bit more, you know, that yeah. R-rated thing cuz you know, Disney Plus they'll will Hopefully they don't put like Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett, Power Ranger type stuff in Moon Knight. But you know what I mean. Like they they go, it, they pull it back a little bit too much sometimes. Where it's like, no, just let Moon Knight get covered in blood, beating up a creature or monster, whatever whatever he's punching. You have to have some backups for sure. And a lot of people are you know wondering what the the show is going to be about. Is it going to be you know an adaptation of this or this or this? As far as yeah. I can tell, it's going to be an adaptation partially of my boy Max Bemis's run on Moon Knight from uh, 2017, 2018, the Marvel Legacy line, where he fought the Sun King. And that's who Ethan Hawke's that's character... who Hawk is, right? Or he's the, the other Moon Knight, the... I've never... The one that his brother was at one point. Right? He's like a, a mental asylum patient, and you know he you know becomes like a... Uh... Oh, yes, um, right. There, It's such an interesting thing, though, that... The lead, the, I love that the lead singer of Say Anything's comic is getting adapted into a, you know, a thing. Like that's so weird, and it's gonna be weird to see Max Bemis's name in the credits. As a fan, you know, as a, a former emo kid, that's gonna be really weird to see. But <laughs> like, I love seeing some of these characters, and you know, it's also funny seeing Ethan Hawke in something after he made fun of Marvel before. Money talks, right? But yeah. <laughs> wait, Eddie, what's the name of the song? Money talks. ACDC, nineteen ninety one. Well, no, you spelled it wrong. AC Lightning Bolt DC. But um, in regards to... How do you spell Lightning Bolt? Lightning Bolt. Well, good enough. But... <laughs> this show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, Pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. I, You know, I also want to talk, since we got Toy Shiz on the line, I want to talk some Marvel toys. You know, we talked at the beginning of the episode, but I want to talk a little bit now, the future of what we're going to be seeing. You know, a lot of stuff, there's been a lot of rumor and innuendo. There's been speculation going around. I saw, like, in various Facebook groups I'm in, where you know see you see a lot of people getting mad about people buying toys, um, in regards to <laughs> in regards to uh, where, the, where are those where are those uh, oh, <laughs> oh they are fun to watch and I love the people defending it by going oh well those people get in early you should do that too I'm like oh, I, I have a job so I, I can't do that but oh, I yeah don't. that's you know that's largely it, it's something I strive to do is try to mainly kind of um, teach. Like, hey, uh, if this if you can't be here at this point, or you know, maybe try and and you set something up at a different time, or don't be mad if you miss it; it'll come back. Like, uh, this stuff always comes back around. In the and, interest uh, of fairness, you know, it's little tips and tricks that really are helpful when you try to collect. 
in the interest of fairness, in the interest of fairness, riding back to Moon Knight, I've only seen him once in the wild. And the, I, oh, the the, wall, the newest Walgreens one. Yeah, or, and I will say this about that Moon Knight: I did buy both that were sitting there, but I did use the one as a giveaway for our Twitter page. So that person, that go. one went to a loving home, and the other one went to a loving home, aka mine. But in regards to you know the future of the Marvel Legends, you know, again, I had seen a rumor and innuendo list, and we're not going to take it as the gospel, but there are some speculation points in there that got me excited because. Somebody made a comment in one of those Facebook groups, and I laughed, where they go, they're running out of ideas. How the hell are you running out of ideas when you're throwing characters like Supaidaman as a rumored one, various characters from the animated series, both X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man, as well as so many others, and that's considered running out of ideas. No. As long as Supaidaman has the gun and then a little comic blurb that says, like, I'm the emissary from hell. Oh, well, hell we're yeah. good. Yeah, like, make it deluxe, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and I remember when I uh, talked with Dwight and Ryan at uh, Toy Fair in 2020, I, you know, mm-hmm. on the show I had mentioned, I said to them, you know, you guys, like, do some deep cuts for some of these. Like, I'd love to see, you know, since you guys are doing the Fox figures, getting the likenesses, maybe we could see a Lou Ferrigno Hulk. Maybe we could see a Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Do those as, like, an online exclusive. You know, give them to the people that want them. Make them, you know, uh, not print to order, but, you know, mold to order or whatever. But, yeah, low run. Yeah. yeah, and it's like they'll go to the people that actually really want them. Like, I would love a Punisher of Dolph Lundgren. Like, that version of yeah, character is so that. cool. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like one person and some, like, the reaction in the group that I was in was surprisingly positive. Only one person was like, no, I don't want that. But it was the suggestion and a former guest of the show, the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man. And with this year being the 60th anniversary of the Wild and Web Spinner, I got to thinking, you know what? Do it. I want to see that version of Spider-Man as an action figurine. That would not be uh, uh, bad at all. And I, as a kid, I do remember, I don't know how I caught, I couldn't tell you how I watched that show, but it was on Sci-fi. Something. It was on Sci-Fi. Sci-fi? Okay, yeah. it must have been. Okay, if that's what, then it must have been that. And I would I watch the heck out of that show. And it, it, I mean, that's what's kind of fun about Marvel Legends is, I mean, I look at my collection of them and I'm like, God dang, there's, Hundreds, if not, uh, you know, it's getting up there. <laughs> Thousands, who knows? Um, but that's where Marvel Legends really shines, uh, especially in its 20-year history run already, is that no matter how deep a cut you can go, there's somebody that wants a figure of that character. Uh, what do we got? Despair, and we have Sleepwalker, you know, now coming. Um, like you said, there's rumored stuff. We got animated stuff on the horizon with, X-Men VHS tapes and stuff. So they're really branching out to where if you're a Marvel fan, there's something for you in, in some capacity. And that's, that's, a great, uh, that's a great toy line to have. Right. You, if know, I you caught, don't you, have to get them all. If I caught you right, you said Despair. That's the Marvel villain, I believe? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And if I remember, and this is, correct me if there's been more than this appearance that I think I saw in covered, I guess I covered two issues of Marvel Team-Up with uh, Red Sonja. Oh. In, the, um, in the late mid yeah, and or man, and or man thing man thing and red sonia they were back to back like 68 69 with the issues i believe okay yeah i mean even red sonia that would be a great 
figured out. I know a lot of people still want, even though they Toy Biz kind of did the you know Conan a while ago when they did the the they got out of Marvel for a little bit and they did like the more um, uh, independent books kind of thing, Madman and Savage Hit. Dragon. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, where else? Now, that's the only reference I know to Despair. Has this character shown up any other titles or with any other characters that we know of? Uh, that's one. Despair is one of those where, you know, I see the character. I couldn't necessarily tell you exactly where I've seen him, especially recently. But it's kind of like Moon Knight where the the costumes and the, the names and everything really stand out. But um it's just, I love the, like you said, the deep cuts of characters. And That's definitely and, a deep cut. Oh. I think Peter might have been looking yeah. it up, actually. But um. Well, in in regards to characters, just like, you know, quote-unquote deep cuts, not so much deep cuts in the sense of an obscure character, but obscure versions of the costumes or references. You know, mm-hmm. one of the rumored ones that I had seen was a War Machine figure with the color palette of the character from Marvel vs. Capcom. And... If they do that, I'm hoping they take us for a ride because that is the kind of figure. And by the way, that was a reference to the music of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but in regards to doing that with you know those kind of versions, I love that level of detail and love of these characters for the fans. And I, you know, when they came out with those little, uh, do you remember at Toy Fair that year when it was like the they were building up for the Venom 2 stuff as well? And they had the little mini Venoms where you squeeze them and a little figurine would pop out of them. Yeah, the goos. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember getting two of them. There was a black Venom, and then there was a baby blue Venom. And I got the baby blue Venom because I'm like, are they doing Marvel versus Capcom Venom as this? (laughs) Because that baby blue Venom is the absolute coolest version of the character for myself. And that is epitomizing Venom from my childhood, you know? Yeah, that that of, of all the, I don't know, 50, 60 Venom, not including the Venom offshoot characters and everything else, they've they've done one technically for Toy Biz where they did the Marvel vs. Capcom line. Um, he is blue, but he's not... He's not like the, the video game blue. You know, they still have yet to really capture that look and... Marvel Legends would be great, you know, to, to put that in there. That's for sure. I agree. And it's like you have a wide variety of these characters. And so, you know, this year as well is also the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider. And I yeah. feel, I have a weird feeling. Like, they love doing retro card backs. They love doing the retro figures. They had the whole Fantastic Four line recently. They had the X-Men, Deadpools, or the, the X-Men one where there was also, you know, an X-Force card back, which I love that they did. They did the Spider-Man animated series ones. I have a weird feeling that Ghost Rider is going to be the next retro wave. I would not, like, I, I can't say that, you know, they've not, I, I actually did a, an interview with them. It was at some point last year, I believe, um, where we were talking and they said, oh, what uh, retro stuff would you want to see? And, and I did say Ghost Rider. That was, like, my number one. Because I was also looking at the old Toy Biz figures at that time for, like, my retro shiz things that I do. And, um, yeah, I distinctly remember the team being very uh, uplifting about that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that, that, that would not be a bad thing at all. So sometimes, you know, if you look at timing and you look at what movies are coming out or what comic book events are coming out, 
I'm sure that we'll see if they're going to call it, you know, Marvel saying, oh, it's the year of the Ghost Rider. Well, to hype everything all up, regard if we, if hopefully we would see a retro Ghost Rider wave, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some Ghost Rider figures coming out. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind a new Danny Ketch. That's for sure. Yeah. Or I'm, um, I'm showing Eddie the card back of what those looked like, and they, they are predominantly 90s, like right down to, you know, the neon colors, that neon orange glow color. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's something about that era. And I, I think not just because, you know, this year is the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider, but you also have the upcoming Midnight Sun game for the uh, PS5 and all those other systems. And yeah. that's going to be, by the way, I, I love that everyone's hyped for that game. I could not care less. <laughs> and it's it's like it looks it looks cool. I just video games, if, unless it's Mario or Tetris these days. I just I'm like, well, I hope it's fun. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hyped though more for the Spider-Man too, you know. But that's next year or whenever the hell it's going to be happening. But yeah, I I think the idea of all of these characters and all of these, like I said, I love. I will never be tired of the retro stuff. There's like, you know, even down to like wrestling figures. Like when you see the homages, the love of these other third-party companies making their own versions of the Hasbro figures. And, you know, shout out to Zombie Sailor Toys doing the recent uh, Danhausen, which from the Heels and Faces line, which sold gangbusters and it's very nice, very evil. But I love that guy. He's so nice. Zom- <laughs> I talk to him every once in a while. He's, yeah. Zombie Dan or Danhausen? Danhausen. Dan Danhausen's a good dude. He's Zombie Taylor Toy, he's he's great too. I just uh, specifically, yeah, Danhausen, uh, he's awesome. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I think if you're gonna do and if they didn't do it already, um, with there being you know the Ghost Rider 50th coming, and you do retro, and you make a package of all the variations, from Johnny Blaze to Danny Ketch, um, Robbie. Rob, Robbie Reyes, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the female Ghost Rider's name of more recent. Um, oh yeah, uh-huh. but you do a, you do a gift pack. Like I've seen five characters like Avengers in a row, and nice. I think it was a Target exclusive here's, or something. Here's the thing: you just said a female Ghostbuster. I had no idea. A oh my god, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> wow, that's, that's how far behind on Ghost Rider. Well, I there am. was that movie, you know, the, the, the female Ghost Buster, right? Yeah, Bus Riders. Yeah. Bus Riders. Oh, bus, the Bus Riders. How, how much? You know? How much is the fare, Eddie? That's uh, <laughs> your soul, Tag Nebit. <laughs> do I have a student discount? Does that count? Penance stare. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it is well, they they, they got to do the glow in the dark though that's, yeah. if they don't have flame glow i don't want them yes yeah, right, right and the danny catch <laughs> for your request has to be in blue it has to be yeah. that that, fl- that flaming blue color and also let's incorporate what vengeance was another character and uh, well, that's, what, that's what batman loves let's get, a, let's get a caretaker in there as well well, here's the thing, and by the way. a Western Ghost Rider, you know. You mentioned the 90s Danny Ketch Ghost Rider, and all I can think when you just said glow in the dark, that's a predominant gimmick from that time. And I, oh, yeah. yeah. I will never forget getting my uh, copy of the Ghost Rider cover signed with the glow in the dark cover, signed by uh, Mark Texiero, who, by the way, if you're at a New York Comic Con, uh, be sure to say his name three times. He will set up a table right by you afterwards. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anywhere in the tri-state area, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Texiero, Mark Texiero, Mark Texiero. He's just always there. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Texiera is in the studio. <laughs> but, but Hey, guys. But, you know, getting him to sign my copy of that book, and I was actually upset with him when he signed in the glow-in-the-dark part. And then I was like, wait a minute, I just got a glow-in-the-dark autograph. That's kind of cool. So I'm like, I walked up to him afterwards. I'm like, I was so upset with you for doing that. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. He's like, yeah, see? I'm like, yeah. And then I walked away. That was the end of that exchange. He's like, come on, I know what I'm doing. But it was just like I love I love the '90s for that gimmick era. You know, yeah. there's just something special about it. 
everything, everything even nowadays that glows, I'm always like flame glow. It's it just those old, the old commercials with uh, Cal Dodd narrating them, the Wolverine, and it, there's something about that, you know, especially for a Marvel nerd, having all those toy biz things. It's like, and, yeah, it, it's you know you what? have to say flame glow. We're not <laughs> we're not puffing them up because like you know oh we love Hasbro we you know ha 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 we love Hasbro. It's like no because like they they have so many people on their team that get what we love and like what I really enjoy as well, like in recent memory are going to be those uh, Hasbro pulse exclusives of the X-Men figures in the style of the nineties packaged in VHS tape boxes. Yeah. Like how yeah. cool is that? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that's yeah. It's cause I, it's cause of my retro Spider-Man things. I, I pushed for that and just, wouldn't leave them alone, and that's that's why we're getting them. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Yes, yes, it's all it's all because of those videos. Yes, but I love seeing <laughs> like you know that love, and like I also enjoy, you know, Mondo did it with their Wolverine figure, and they did it as well with this new one, the VHS style one, where it comes yeah. with the picture frame of Scott and Jean, and it makes me laugh every single time that a <laughs> meme became an action figure. Not once now, but twice. Like yeah, that, that would be like you know the Hasbro Star Wars team making you know the uh, the Roblox version of Kylo Ren. You know, as he's like, he's literally just doing arm day. He's like half you know mostly torso, but I love it. I think you know, make more meme action figures. You know, U twos or whatever they call them. They they do so many of those goofy things. And well, to 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 go off of that, you know, to say you know high praise for the Marvel Legends team. Um, you can't discount the fact that one, they, they, they put out a ton of product every year, repaints new figures regardless. It's, it's an onslaught of constant uh, product. And a lot of it is usually pretty good. Very, very few complaints other than needed this, needed this, the hands, weapons, something to kind of bring it to life a little bit more. That's usually where I lie because usually uh, I'm I'm happy just to complete a team or to get a character that I really wanted, you know, in that sense. And with the idea of it not being yet to get them all anymore um, is a little bit easier, especially on the wallet. But in juxtaposition to the Marvel team and talking about Star Wars, uh, that's where I feel like it's kind of a big fallout in terms of product. I know a lot of it has to do with the recent movies reception. Um, but my thing right now is watching what the book of Boba Fett and having pretty much zero products to have on the, on the shelf or even just kind of having there while you watch the episode. You know it, what I mean? That's part of the fun of watching these shows is having all the merchandise. It's funny um, with, you know, the book of Borba foot, you know, for myself, like I, <laughs> I haven't been able to really watch the show. I watched the first episode and I'm just like, yep, that was a star war. And those were people. It it's it is. Um, I really really like the first episode. I got my mom I, to spoil a character in the show for me, and I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want to watch the show, but now. Uh. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm watching Peacemaker and loving the hell out of that. Oh, really? I still I have seen uh, it. I have not caught it yet, but two, that's on the uh, it's on the the list. Two Hopefully episodes by this weekend. I'm two of three episodes in it. That show. Oh my god. <laughs> Eddie would like the show just from a 1980s uh, hair metal standpoint. <laughs> I'll sh- I'll show you the playlist from the first three episodes, and you'll get a kick out of that. I'm uh, I'm about ready for it too because I did finally watch the most recent uh, Suicide Squad. It's very vulgar, right? I'm just giving you a warning I, now. I, there are boobies, yeah, Eddie. I heard that. Whoa! Vulgar boobies. Okay. Yes, very vulgar <laughs> well, boobies. That's very interesting. Okay. But 
I personally, I just think a guy the, with a toilet on his head. Right? The, how dare you, sir? <laughs> but what I love, though, also just what I like about the the Hasbro team as well, just like in the toy community in general. I like how a lot of these people that are behind the scenes are out there and taking suggestions and listening to the fan bases. Like you have names like Ryan and Dwight and Dan, and they're all out there and letting themselves be out there listening to people's suggestions. And then you have also people like Jeremy Padwar from uh, Jazzware. And like Jeremy's a friggin' sweetheart. I love that dude. Like he's Mm -hmm. the like friendliest person on Twitter when he doesn't have to be. And Mm -hmm. you know, just there's something cool about that accessibility of these people. And they listen. They listen to the hardcore fans. They know, okay, let's do more of this, a little less of this, but we know you want this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I like that. Although, I wish Marvel would stop making so many Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Deadpool figures, even though those are the ones that always sell out. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes, isn't isn't that funny? Don't even get me started on McFarlane and the Batman, right? I'm sure uh, no, I'm that. I'm in the same I'm in the same bat boat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I I'm really like we we're kind of hitting upon the Batman. I'm I'm excited for the movie. Um, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much. It's I seem to fare better, you know, when it comes to uh, to kind of going in and and not really paying. I did I don't know anything about the movie other than watching the the trailer um, or trailers, but uh, I like what I'm seeing so far, but I, all I hope for, all I'm hoping for is a good movie. That's all I want. That way I can go, cool. I got the figures on my shelves and we're set. (laughs) Well, my thing about DC right now, and I continually say it over and over, and I have a friend who like has argued with me about it where he goes, well, you know, it's like uh, in airheads, uh, they, you know, about playing the hits. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But, After a while, you really discount your your other characters. I remember going to the toy aisle, and you know I love telling this anecdote, where I went to the toy aisle in Walmart and I saw the Marvel and DC characters. But I go, wow, both comic companies are represented, Marvel and Batman, yeah. because that's yeah. what it is. And literally, if you zoom in, there's one character that's not a DC or a, not a Batman character, and it was either Superman or Cyborg. Yeah, and it's like. Can't can't you just do somebody else? Meanwhile, you have talking raccoons and trees at Marvel. Yeah, I, and I really don't. I I did a video recently where I was talking about how when McFarlane took over for Mattel for the DC multiverse, um, there's a lot of things that I like that McFarlane does in terms of. The, the sculpting and, and kind of hearkening it back to a little bit of spawn. You know, you see little tweaks and like that new clay face coming out. He's got little faces all over him, which is from the comics, but it has that McFarlane edge to it where it's a little bit of a creepier clay face than we've really ever gotten. The, um, the swampy. Mm, swampy alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one, that's a great figure too. He, he's, he needs two stands to stand, but he's, he's a great figure. It goes, it's the Kenner in me. You know what I mean? I go, oh, man, that was, that was a great line back in the day. Um, but to, like you're saying, have all these Marvel characters and then have all the DC. Yeah, Batman does sell, but with McFarlane aside, to look at DC Comics, I could not tell you what is happening in DC Comics well, other than what happened in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, You know, what I mean? and for the most part, early thousands, stuff like that. Right, but, right yeah. now, Jeff Johns is doing a uh, 
follow-up to the Flashpoint Paradox, and it's going to be primarily talking about the Thomas Wayne Batman. Oh, the and, Flashpoint Beyond? Yeah, and yeah. my comment, and I made it on Reddit, was, wow, an event from D.C. centered around Batman. Never saw that before. And yeah. I, I hate being that fanboy, but it's like, at the same time, I'm just like, give us somebody else other than Batman. And that's like the main problem with the distinguished competition, as I always say. You know, they're coming out with a Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady, and I'm excited, but apprehensively excited, because I jokingly say, how are they going to shoehorn in Batman to be the focal point? Because the whole plot <laughs> of the game is kill the Justice League. Yeah. And, okay, when when am I going to be playing as Batman? Because you know that's going to happen. There's the Arkham yeah. Knights game, I think, coming out soon, or something where you're playing as all of the characters in the Bat family. That, yeah, that one doesn't interest me at all. Um I don't know what it is. Uh, Batman Burnout. I guess, yeah, it, it it is. Yeah, it's definitely like you said. It's the main. And what really I liked about way back in the day was the you know Justice League Unlimited. The cartoon was when they they took all those obscure characters and really brought to life a lot of them for me. I was like, oh okay, so now I know a little bit more about Stars and Stripes, or I know more about Hawk and Dove. And they have been doing that with their live action stuff, but it's not necessarily something I want to watch still. I think it's a little bit too, I think Teen Titans went a little bit too hardcore where it's not Teen Titans to me. I don't know. That's why I think DC is, it's off. That's, I guess that's the best way to describe it. They're just always a little bit off. That's why, uh, with the, well, that's why like for myself, like when I'm looking at what they're doing, I want to see a, like, they're they're kind of they're kind of going in a different direction with what they do in regards to the humorous products because they're you yeah. know now they're trying to be like well the kids like laughing let's put in things that make them laugh laugh is popular so it's like <laughs> let's do the James Gunn's the Suicide Squad or a Peacemaker and I hope you know that there is a positive reaction to this although the Snyder Bros now or the Snyder Bots are attacking that and it's like I don't want grimdark I don't want you know I don't need a movie or a show where I have to take a Xanax halfway through because I want to just watch <laughs> yeah. a movie and just have a good time and that's yeah. where like the first the, when you see the opening sequence of Peacemaker when he's dancing to Wigwam and there's <laughs> yeah, like doing I, the I crab dance that. that's amazing it's so yeah. weird but it works and like it gives me hope for what a uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle movie or show could be like when you see that you're just like what can be give it to us you know I'm in a channel of Dave, Dave Batista right now give me what I want give me what I want give me what I want well I think that for whatever reason unless they've just you know we've we've had it instilled in us for over what 10-12 years now Marvel characters largely go together DCs don't yeah and and I don't know why. I mean, of course, it's worked tons of times, Justice League and all kinds of crazy comic book uh, team-ups and stuff like that. But when it's put to live action, they cannot seem to crack that code. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. I always got to put the the <laughs> in front of that. Because the um, is the superior worked. film. <laughs> you know, it, it was worked. But it, again, it's, they need to embrace the more comic bookness instead of going like, Let's just make it dark and, and brooding and, and weird. They need to go lighthearted, weird, 
have those dark brooding moments, but make it, I think that's where DC really shines. It's bonkers. So go that route, you know, make it weird as heck. And I think people will gravitate towards it. And a quick side note. Now, somehow I knew Peter would bring this in there, but Dave Batista today, January 18th. Happy birthday, Dave Batista. 53. Happy birthday, big Dave. And many more. He's probably in the room too, but he's just invisible. I'm like idiot, like Mark Texiera would, you know. Mark Texiera, Mark Texiera, Mark Texiera. You owe me a commission. No, he doesn't. But <laughs> anyway, I just think it's it's also funny because like there's so yeah you mentioned you know the off the wall goofballness of you know that DC can be. We have yeah. Batmite, Batmite, and Mister Mixoplex, and you can't utilize that. Because there's like a, a diehard, you know, fan base where just like, no, I want to be able to be depressed. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I would love to see Superman in a movie go up against the Promethean. Remember that? from and That's how I know oh, from yeah. like Kirby's artwork. I would love that. Just to make it, mm. it doesn't have to be Luthor or any like, uh, or any other credible uh, villain. Meta- I mean, of course, I'd love to see Metallo or something like that eventually, but... Just to see Superman doing Superman sci-fi things would be more ideal we than need a lot of what uh, states. We <laughs> need Shaq back in the DCEU as Steel. There we go. Yeah, see? Up That's against... Farley needs to make a Steel thing. Shaq up against the Metal Men. I was thinking you'd say Aaron Carter because Aaron Carter beat Shaq once. But uh, that's a reference I didn't think I'd be making today, ladies and gentlemen. And fun fact, out of everyone in this room and on the phone, I'm the only person here who probably owns Steel on DVD. Yes. I don't know why, but I own it. I have a lot of that run of the comics. Oh, no, you should watch the movie. It sucks. But (laughs) anyway, Toy Shiz, thank you so much for being on the program today, talking comics, talking toys, talking all that good stuff with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. This has been great to... Yeah, just to be able to talk about Moon Knight, you know what I mean? Like that that's been on my mind the last twenty four hours, so great to get it all out. You know, you gotta Would you say you've been punch all the nerdy nerdity, right? Would you say you've been uh loony for Mooney the past twenty four hours? <laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> it's all Peter's that needs fault. To go on a shirt. It's Mooney all for Mooney. That's it. It's all Peter's fault and there'll be a breakfast cereal on the way. Now how can people get a hold of you <laughs> on them that are social medias? Oh, yeah, you know what? I'll make it real easy on you. If you go on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, all the, the happening apps that all the kids are liking these days, uh, Toy Shiz. Real easy. All, all right. one word. Very cool. <laughs> and ourselves on our end, you can find myself on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. Eddie, what are you on? Instagram at Eddie9193. And the one that started it all because, you know, it's what happened. And look for the guy in the sunglasses. That's me. Oh, on what? FB. Not IG, FB. Franklin Berry, yes. So find Eddie on Franklin Berry. Or Frankenberry. Now you're talking. That's my breakfast cereal. Mine's Boo Berry. Oh, uh, well. Boo Berry's delicious. You would. Hey, Boo Berry's good. They're all good. They're all so berry is, flavored with the right. exception of Chocula. Count Chocula they is... They all taste the same. You just don't like it because it's blue and it makes you sad. You're like, oh, I'm blue now. Yeah, it does all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good enough. You can also find us collectively at The Marvelists. And yeah. Also, all those other listening platforms and patreon.com slash The Marvelists. There we go. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I am Toishes. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. <laughs>